Good morning. I love it on Podbean because they don't see uh, everything we see. I have a echo in my ears. Anybody have their? Ah, uh, everybody's on mute now. There you go. Already, I'm I'm like a squirrel. As soon as there's something, I, I'm squirrel. I'm somewhere else. Anyways, I always find it funny because this morning I said to my Zoom friends here, I said, "I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready." Oh, I forgot my book holder. Oh, I I forgot to accept uh, to to. <laughs> Oh, this is what it's about. Welcome everyone to the podcast, The Millionaire of the Diamonds. We're going to be very intentional about building the last five months of the year, making it absolutely a spectacular close to 2022. Uh, we're going to be intentional about finding our why. So if anybody doesn't have the book yet, Trish, Monique, Lise, Dorothy, Melissa, you must get this book. You have no choice. And trust me, between me, Melanie Miller, and Marie-Pierre Tetro, you will be convinced to go on Amazon and order it right now, Prime, and pay extra to get it right away, okay? I, I, I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. I was getting it ready this morning. Now, you have to know it's 40 years I've been in this multi-level marketing business. And we've had many, 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 many ups and downs because remember... I can hear Melanie. She's drinking her coffee. I love it. She must be on my uh, pod beam. Okay. It's good. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay, Mel. Um, and I always keep saying to everybody that starts in this business that's extremely successful starting off, I always tell them, remember, between one summit and the next, there will be a valley. So can you imagine in 40 years where we went from $0 of sales to our first million, there was a valley. And then from our first million, you know, I'm just going to fast forward to our first 10 million. Can you imagine all the valleys in between? So remember, between one summit to the other, there's going to be valleys. And this is where people quit. Ordered. Melissa says it's ordered. Good for you, girlfriend. Good for you. You know, you always have to do things like right now because tomorrow does not exist. Only now exists, right? So between one success and another, there are valleys. So what's going to hold me in this, these valleys? You know, in the years where we lost 90% of our directors, in the years where my company transitioned to a new system and it was pure hell, as people would word it back then, right? Okay, it is my why. My why is so clear. Like, I know that by reading this book, I will only be reinforcing it. For many of you, you'll be finding it. It is a practical guide for discovering purpose for you and your teams. So definitely, it is a book for you that is in charge of a team, as a manager in a company, uh, as a CEO. My God, I think even our CEO should be listening to this podcast. It's raw. It's simple. We're not trying to impress anybody. We're not trying to gain views or follow. We don't care. We're doing it for ourselves, right? And if you're here, well, you, you'll reap the benefits as we ourselves giving you this information, reap the benefits. And if you are part of a multi-level marketing like myself, oh my God, it's going to change completely your trajectory. When you know your life's purpose, it becomes easier to focus on where you are going, regardless of whether the government took a bad or good decision, regardless whether there is a war, regardless whether we like the brochure or not, regardless whether, you know, the system is working or not. What matters the most in your life 
is what is your why? What what decisions are aligned with your goal? So all my decision, 90% of the times are aligned directly with my goals. And I stay, right, Monique, in my circle of influence. I, I try to walk away 99% of the time from the circle of concern. Of course, I'm human. Sometimes it happens that, you know, you you tilt. And every time you I tilt, it's because I went in the circle of concern instead of staying in the circle of influence, okay? It makes makes you committed and accountable. You are passionate and full of energy. Now, a lot of people work just as hard as me, but they don't have the same results because their why isn't clear. You see, when you work hard without a why, you will not get the results you deserve. So you and me, Dorothy, we're put, both putting in 12 hours a day. We're doing copy-paste exactly the same thing, but your results will be more than mine simply because your why is clear. So you're doing it with passion and with energy. So if you're taking notes, no passion, no energy, no results or very little results. Passion and energy drive the result. So then I thought this morning, Melanie, listen to this. Should I go on the US and Canada business leader page and post my, uh, my bonus of July, post my passive income thanks to my multi-level marketing business that I have been able to um, amass. Is that the word? Amass over the years. So they can see what just July passive income is in addition to what the bonus was. And then I, I would add the total, uh, res, um, my bank account, the total cash in my bank account, right? And then I said, I'm gonna write on top, this is the reason why I stay in my circle of influence. How do you think that would come through if I did that, Melanie? Open your mic. What do you think? She's coming. She's I coming. I think that uh, they would, one, be shocked. And I think that they would have maybe doubts that it's true. I, I just don't think they're ready to receive that sort of information. Thank you, Melanie, and I totally agree with you. There will only be a teacher if there is a student, and this is why I don't bother. Because some people say, why don't you do this, Marie? Why don't you do that? Because there is no teacher if there is no student. So I you, you, I think you would be better to invite them to come to the podcast. <laughs> exactly. So remember, never bark up the wrong tree. Never try to make people understand you because then you will lose traction and you will lose momentum. So with no further ado, let's go over to Dr. Melanie Miller. She will cover Simon Sinek forward of the book, how we will live this journey together. I'm so passionate. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to be right in there with you doing the exercises because for me that I already have my why, it's going to reinforce it. So watch out, guys, 2022, 2023, we're going to be legendary. Okay, and then Marie-Pierre, let me calm down. We're going to go to our astronaut, Marie-Pierre, who's going to cover and introduce to you the seven chapters and why, once again, you absolutely need the book. And then I'll come back and do the close for you guys. So Melanie Miller, Dr. Melanie Miller, take it over. Uh, yes, thank you, Maria. And yes, this is the forward to the book. But what I want to show you is that in the book, there is huge margins. And the idea is that you make notes as you go. 
so it really is designed to be a worker book it was written by simon sinek and he's written the book with two other um, authors David Mead and Peter Docker and both of these uh, gentlemen have joined him and a part of his organization now. <clears throat> the most important thing to remember is to feel fulfilled is a right not a privilege. It should not just belong to a few people. Everyone should be able to get up excited to go to work return home feeling fulfilled and part of something bigger than themselves. Leaders have the responsibility to build an environment where people feel part of something. And maybe if you're part of an organization and you don't feel that, then be the leader that you think your leader should be. So, um, you know, everybody within an organization can be a leader of somebody and always focus on what you can do, not on what you cannot do. The concept of why was a very personal uh, passion for Cynic because he found himself um, in his job, not really excited to go, not having any passion and wondering what he was doing there. And people kept saying to him, just do what you love to do, find your bliss. And he says, well, that's all very well, but if I don't know what I wanna do, how am I actually gonna find out what that is? There's no action in those words. And like me, and I think why I like Simon so much, is I'm all about actions. If I don't have an action to move me forward, I won't move forward right? But as long as there are things that you can do, I'm always going to do them. So it was only examining why he did what he did, that he was able to get re-excited, re-impassioned to continue his work. And so he went through various steps to get there. And that's a lot about what this book is about. But his uh, why came out to inspire people to do what inspires them so that together each of us can change our world. And so that has been what has been his driving force. He developed the golden circle, the why, how and what, and took off with a new movement. In 2009, he started with a TED talk, which pretty much blew the minds of people that were listening. And then he followed up with Start the Why. But there's the problem. Who is listening? There are many, many people that need this formula, but not enough people are listening. So that is why he, he uh, formed a whole movement about uh, this. And this is where the book came from. The book came from the fact that David and Peter traveled the world talking about why, working with organizations to find their why, and collecting information on the way and formulating their plan for success to find your why. This book is written, as Maria said, as a practical guide. Find Your Why is a journey, and we are gonna take that journey together. I am gonna do as much as I can to get as many people as possible to come on the podcast because this is a practical 
not exam, I don't want you to think it's exam, but it's an examination of our inner thoughts and our desires, which we will end up coming up with a wise statement for us, not for everybody else, just for us. And we will follow the steps, we will tweak them as we go, for sure Maria is going to do a lot of that, and we will work with patience. It can be the starting gun of a race. It's exciting. Um, and when we're running the race, we're going to be learning on the way. There are so many books that in bookshops that are called self-help. But we want, as Sinek says at the end of his Leaders Eat Last, we want to help others shelf in the book. This is a help others book for companies who want to start with why and want to help others with why, we want everyone to be inspired and fulfilled in their work. I don't know about you, but I'm excited. And that's it. And we're going to pass over to Marie-Pierre, who's going to cover the introduction of the book. We can't hear you, Marie-Pierre. We can't hear you. I'm so happy it's happening to you and not just to me. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> You're so mean. Look, I'm going to do like her when she does to me. Push the button. Push the button. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Talk. Oh, not even. Oh, nada. Okay, so Maria, it's over to you now. Ah, <laughs> yeah. No, nothing, Marie Pierre. Okay, sometimes that that happens. So, what are the chapters about? Okay, talk. Maybe we can hear you, Marie Pierre. Maybe, maybe we can um, do a, a duel here, Maria. Yeah, we'll do we'll do a, a, a duel. So what um, what he says, Simon Sinek. Okay, let me just push my heart button at the bottom because it gives us brownie points. So I want you guys to go get the brownie points for us. Okay, what, what there's? I want you to read the story when he was traveling. Melanie, are you up for that? In the introduction, yes. okay. Where he's, it's he's in Miami and it starts with I was exhausted. Yes. Okay, I'll read that right away. Okay, I was exhausted. All I wanted to do was to get where I was going. Another flight, another stranger to sit next to. I prayed to the airline gods for a seatmate who wouldn't invade my space, physically or verbally. I just wanted to be left alone. But as it turned out, my neighbor was going to be one of those people and this was going to be one of those flights. I was settling in for the four-hour trip when Steve sat down and introduced himself. After some chit-chat, he started telling me what he does for a living. If you've been in this situation, you already know that Steve was not, say, a bodyguard for Hollywood stars, eager to share behind-the-scenes stories about their love lives and recreational drug abuse, drug use. No salacious stories or gossip to entertain me for the flight. No, for 23 years, Steve had been selling steel. 
Yup, steel. Riveting. It turns out, however, the steel Steve sells is not just the run-of-the-mill variety. His company, based in Sweden, produces a particular pure form of steel that enables machines to run more efficiently because their parts, for example, a car's transmission, are lighter. An engineer himself, Steve could personally attest to his market's superiority over other options in the market. As he wrapped up, Steve looked at me expectantly, obviously longing for a follow-up question that would let him talk more about steel. Trouble was, I didn't much care what Steve did. It's not that I'm aloof or unsociable or only interested in gossip. I'm none of the above. What draws me in is not what people do for a living, but why they do it. So instead of asking Steve how much his steel costs and who his best clients are, I turned to him and said, so what? Well, uh, Steve faltered, not understanding the question. So I put it another way. I get that the steel you sell is very pure. I get that it allows for lighter components, which makes machines more efficient. So what? Steve stammered a bit more and then blurted out, well, not so much material needs to be used. Getting closer, I pushed a little more. And what difference does that make? For a moment, Steve looked as if he might crumble. All he'd wanted was to make small talk. Now he was stuck with my weird questions for the next three hours. The tables had turned, but we kept talking and I helped him find the answers. As it turns out, pure steel means that parts built with less material still remain strong. Using less material means needing to do some less smelting, the process of extracting metal from its ore. So less energy is used in the steel production process and thus less pollution is created. And when the steel is used to produce a machine such as a car, those advantages are repeated. A car is lighter, so it uses less fuel and therefore produces less pollution. And as if that weren't enough, Pure steel is easier to recycle than other varieties. This was actually interesting, but we still hadn't got to why Steve was so enthusiastic about his job. Saving fuel and reducing pollution is great, I said, but there must be something more to this business that's kept you going for 23 years. That's a long time to do something and still be passionate about it. There must be something more at stake, something you truly believe in. I prodded him, and then it happened. For the first time in, your, in our conversation, I saw Steve's eyes light up and his feelings poured out. Steve is committed to keeping the planet healthy for his children and future generations. And one way to do that is to be more responsible about the way we use our planet's rich resources. For all the time he'd been talking to me about steel, he never once mentioned this, yet it was the very thing that, that inspired him to start telling a stranger on a plane all about steel. I asked Steve for permission to rephrase his sales pitch. In simple terms, I began, speaking as if I were Steve, I believe in using natural resources 
for the benefit of humankind, and I also believe that we should do so responsibly, leaving the planet safe and healthy for our children. This is what led me to become an engineer and join my current organization. Our current company, based in Sweden, a country committed to sustainability, has developed a way to help engineers create lighter, more efficient, greener products. And our particular path is sustainability happens to be lightweight steel. Thank you, Steve said beaming. You've just put into words the reason I love what I do. Thank you, thank you, Melanie. And when we read this story yesterday, it reminded of me, if somebody asks me, what do you do in your life? I say, I help Canadians take back control of their kitchen. Because what happened with me through my, 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 my 40 years in this business was I realized that one of the reasons my parents were able to be financially well off is because they were very frugal in the kitchen. And my dad always kept repeating, if you're frugal in the kitchen, you will be wealthy. Now, he, he didn't read books like this. He didn't know even how to read. But one thing he had was instinct, the common sense. I don't know how to explain it. So for me, as I was selling my product, I realized if I could bring people to meal plan ahead of time, like my mom did, and you know, this was not because of my multi-level marketing business. It's the way she was raised. You know, every Monday you knew you were you were eating roasted chicken with potatoes. Every Tuesday you knew you were eating pasta and I could go on and on. It allowed them to minimize the money they would spend on groceries and zero dollars on restaurants because there was always a meal being prepared. Long story short, it took me about 10 years before in my own multi-level marketing business to get it down to exactly what, um, what he said to Steve. I help Canadians take control of their kitchen so they can have more time, they can be financially better off because they'll be saving $10,000 minimum a year, but most importantly, they regain their health because every time you eat at the restaurant, there's 10 times more fat, 10 times more sugar, 10 times more salt. And thanks to Melanie Miller, we added to our mission and our vision in the last 10 years being the solution to the pollution. So it's not what I do, it's why I do what I do. And that's what has brought our business to number one in the world. And we're working on our $280 million going coast to coast in Canada. And it cannot be done if, if I keep telling you what I do. Now, those that I can see on Zoom, are you following here? the importance are you following guys okay and this is what we're going to be doing together now we're going to have many chapters seven chapters i think it's going to take at least 28 podcasts before we get them done and in closing what i would love to share with you is your vision is only actionable if you say it out loud now how many of you here on my zoom that i can see or on facebook or on podbeam listen to my speeches on thursdays or friday nights or on tuesday mornings or monday mornings what do i keep telling you be loud 
be loud. And here I'm preparing the podcast yesterday and I'm reading how important it is to be loud. I said, drop the mic, drop the mic. You need, to be, you need to be very loud. And now when you're loud about your mission, you're loud about your why, you're loud about your successes, you're loud about what you're doing, what's going to happen now is you're going to attract to you people like you. Like I'm going to say tonight at the English rally and like I said last night at the French. When I start speaking, I'm very clear, right, Dorothy? I'm not talking to 80% of the people. I'm talking to the 20%. And this is why they don't give me the stage more than 15, 20 minutes because I'd scare off 80% of people in attendance, right? And I always, I'm very clear. I'm talking to the 10, 20% that want more out of life, that feel stuck and frustrated and, and, and are willing to do what it takes to change their, fi their, their finances, change their family trajectory, change how they're living their lives. This is the people I'm talking to. This is, the, and, you know, and I go on and on. So, if you keep your vision to yourself, it will remain a figment of your imagination. Again, I repeat, you have to be loud. You have to be loud. Living out your existence with meaning means that you are doing what truly matters. So my decisions are very easy to make because they're always aligned with what matters. You will be aligned with your values and your beliefs. How many of us me included, have done something, even if it was against what I believed in, in fear of what the boss would say, what people would say, what the family would say. And that's when we feel like, I'll use Maria's words, shit, okay? This is when I don't feel good. I go to bed and, and I'm, rewind, I'm rewinding my day, I'm rewinding my day instead of planning my future. I'm going over conversations. I'm going over what I should have said to him, what I should have said to her. My God, talk about anxiety, stress, and depression, right? Okay, everything will feel right. Nothing will feel forced. And you will be happy all the time. Working hard to arrive at your goals will no longer be a problem, will no longer be a chore, will not, no longer feel like toiling. Instead, it's a pleasure. Work turns into pleasure. And one of, of our Quebec comedians, he said seriously to the audience, he said, I really wish for you to turn your hobbies into the way you make money. So you'll never feel as if you work a day in your life. Having your why cleared makes you live positively. Maria, how do you stay in your circle of influence? My why is clear. I don't depend on my company to come out with the right brochure, the right catalog. I don't count on my company to make the right programs. I rely on me. What do I have the power to do? What can I do? You know, Monique always shows up with her sign. I am responsible right? You start to consider new opportunities when that happens. So this is what explains why Dr. Melanie Miller with a PhD decides to do multi-level marketing because her why became clear. You know, for Melanie, when she talks about the pollution, she'll always end up tearing up. It is such a passion for her. This is why people like Marie-Pierre with a master's in biology end up in multi-level marketing. Jean-Philippe, Sabrina give up their teaching jobs. It doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't make sense to the commoner that's sticking to a job they hate just because it's the right thing to do, but not what is aligned with their goals and their passion. You see?
And this is why most people can't understand us. We're like a, a, a parallel world, you know, and it doesn't matter whether you understand me or not. My bank account, I'm being arrogant now. No, I'm being loud. My bank account speaks louder than what I'm saying. You know, and often people that stick to jobs they hate, they live paycheck to paycheck, say, but I have money. Yeah, but your money is restricted to, you know, RSPs. And, and if you take out more than 50,000, then you'll pay the same income taxes if you hadn't taken RSPs. You know, that that's, that, that's the irony of it all, right? And anybody at that point in their life, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It makes no sense, right? And it will help you stay focused you will turn your failures into opportunities to grow and most importantly it's going to make each one of your days fun so much fun that the wrong people the negative people will automatically leave your circle because they cannot handle people like me that are, are very loud, that are very positive, that are very outgoing. I get them nervous. Some of them, I get them pissed off and I'm so happy. So they get out of my way. And I always said to somebody who says, you know, Maria, when you said this, I didn't like it. I said, well, good, because I wasn't talking to you, girlfriend. I wasn't talking to you. I wasn't talking to you, period. And this is what I want this book to do for you. Okay, to have the self-confidence, the assurance that what you're set out to do is the right thing because that makes you feel good. That makes you wake up before your alarm clock in the morning. That makes you rock and roll all day long with energy and positivism. And that's what makes you go to bed late, late, late at night and you're kind of feeling sad that you have to get some sleep because that's how pumped up you are. Imagine a life like that all the time. I'm here to tell you it's possible. Whether you believe me or not, those close to me, ask Melanie Miller, ask Marie Pierre. Sometimes they just need a break from me because I'm just too much. My husband needs a break from me. There you go. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, please go get the book and dive in with us next Thursday. But you need to be ready with the book. Okay, we love you guys. And if you enjoyed, please share. Bye-bye, everyone. Happy weekend. And for my Anglos tonight. <laughs>